Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to the second episode of Delving into Islam Q&A. Uh, this is your host, Wa'il. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Now, uh, delving into Islam Q&A, like we uh, mentioned before, that it is uh, simply uh, a new uh, uh, type of episodes or it's a shorter uh, you know, type of episodes that uh, will be dedicated to answer certain questions that are too long to answer via email. And at the same time, there uh, are short, you know, too short to answer in a full length episode. So today's question comes to us from Emma. Uh, Emma uh, uh, has been listening, has been one of our listeners, uh, you know, in Delving Into Islam podcast. And she, you know, asked a question before. And uh, again, Emma, thank you so much for uh, asking today's question. And Emma, uh, to summarize uh, her email or her question, she basically is saying that, you know, in, in the Quran and in the Sunnah, you know, uh, we have been taught to, you know, live uh, in a very modest way and, you know, live comfortably but modestly at the same time we don't live the life of extravagance uh, and the Prophet ﷺ lived a life of poverty not just a modest life not just you know an average you know um, uh, uh, in terms of like financial uh, average household no he he and his wives lived uh, a life of, of poverty and they could you know barely eat uh, 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 two meals a day so the Prophet ﷺ, if he ate two meals a day one of them had to be literally water and dates so one of the two meals that the Prophet, if if the Prophet ﷺ had two meals, one of them had to be water and dates. That's one meal of the two meals, and that is narrated by Aisha, his wife. May Allah be pleased with her. And so, yeah, and and and, and this also has been narrated by almost all, you know all the companions who lived around the Prophet ﷺ, that you know they they you know for weeks and weeks they might not see smoke coming out of his house and that was an indication that the Prophet ﷺ didn't have you know didn't cook food or or any of his wives didn't cook cook food for weeks and that shows you that again it's 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 a sign of poverty and and we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, you know put our Prophet ﷺ in such position uh, as a test for him, right? Uh, the Prophet ﷺ said in an authentic hadith that he, you know, was uh, given the choice between living the life of a king on earth, literally the life of a king, or uh, having, you know, an elevated status in the hereafter, in Jannah. Uh, even at a, at a certain point, one of the angels came to the Prophet ﷺ, not Angel Jibreel, one, another angel, because Angel Jibreel w- was with him on that night when another angel came in and he asked him, Allah is asking you. So the, the angel now is asking the Prophet ﷺ to choose. He's saying Allah is asking you to choose between two things. Either to become a prophet and a king or a slave and a messenger now such an interesting you know choice and we mentioned this in the previous season when we talked about the biography of the prophet towards the end of his life and that was towards you know closer to the end and basically a prophet is less in status than a messenger 
a prophet is less in status than a messenger. And a king is higher in status than a slave, of course, right? Than a simple slave of Allah. So the Prophet, even the Prophet was already going to choose a messenger and a slave. Angel Jibreel was with him and he literally motioned to him like, choose the second one, which is a messenger and a slave. And he did. And basically since then, look at this. It was recorded that since then, the Prophet Sallallahu was never seen eating uh, while his, uh, he, he, he flattened his back or while he had his back rested on anything. Okay, so usually when when we eat, a sign of a, a simple sign of luxury is that if you have your you know if you rest your back on um, you know a cushion or even the wall if you're sitting and eating you know outdoors or just to have your back flattened and rested on something is the simplest sign of luxury, right? It is reported that since that day, since he made that you know uh, uh, choice. He was never seen even that in that manner, like in that simple, luxurious manner, which is, which is basically him having his back rested or, you know, resting his back on anything. He was always, you know, slouching and eating in a hurry. And it shows you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately applied this. It was not a trick question. It was not a trick choice. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now some of you might say, well, if he's the, the greatest man and, and he's the most beloved human being to the to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why would Allah do this? Again, the more Allah tests, and this is something that we do not realize, my dear brothers and sisters, the more Allah tests you in this life, the higher your status will be on the day of judgment. See, a lot of people look at this as like, oh, we're, we're, when we're being tested, this is Allah's angry at us. Actually, no. And even even if you're a bad person and you get tested by Allah, you get in a bad situation, that is still good for you because we know that any tests, any calamities remove from our sins, take away from our sins. So even if you're a bad person and you're going through a lot of bad things and a lot of hardship, that is a good sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Being left without any tests is actually a really bad sign. So I get back to the point. Now, so we know how the Prophet ﷺ, you know, lived his life. And many prophets actually didn't, you know, didn't live a comfortable life uh, when it comes to, you know, financially and all these things. So does that mean we have to do the same? The simple answer is no. Now, uh, I, I didn't even, you know, state uh, the rest of, of Emma's uh, uh, question. So she's saying that in Islam, again, uh, the Prophet ﷺ was the best example of, you know, living in a, in a very, you know, uh, again, less than actually, it's it's a, just a poverty, life of poverty, not even, you know, nothing, you can't even, it was not even better than this, right? And she's saying that we're always supposed to, you know, be, be, aware, be aware of what we, how we spend and all these things. So like, is it okay for us to, uh, you know, have, save money for a rainy day or have food for a week or two weeks or even a month sometimes? Right in the in the freezer. Uh, is it okay to have a car, a nice car, or a, a big house? Because you know all the signs uh, in the Quran and the Sunnah are showing that we should live our lives in, in in a modest way. So thank you, Emma, so much for your question. And let me answer. Let me start answering by saying this. Number one, uh, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us in the Quran in the chapter of Duha, verse number eleven, "فَأَمَّا بِنَعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ." Allah saying, if Allah gives you a ni'mah, a blessing, show it. 
Now, don't show off. There's a big difference. Show it meaning what? If you have the money, dress nicely. Dress in a good way. If you have the money to buy a house, buy a nice house. There's nothing wrong with that. A nice house, a big house that fits you and your family. That's it's not a problem. You know, if you have money and you need a car, buy a nice, a good look. You know, a nice looking car. So Allah's saying, when I give you something, show it. Now there are conditions on how to show those blessings or, or how to spend your wealth or how, or how to show your wealth. Uh, and uh, the, the the first one off the bat is that you have to understand the difference between showing. Allah's blessings upon you and being extravagant. For example, if you uh, you know you don't have to buy a mansion, you don't have to buy a house that's cost you know that costs like millions of dollars. That is extravagance, and I'll tell you why extravagance is such a bad thing and it's hated in Islam. Um, you don't have to buy a, a, you know a ridiculously expensive car. You know, you can buy a nice looking car, nobody's, but don't buy, you know, the most expensive type of car just because you have the money. Just having the money, by the way, does not give you the right to buy the most expensive thing. You know, don't buy a $500 shirt. Don't buy, you know, a $1,000 uh, uh, suit or, uh, you know, a dress. Don't do any of that. And, and, and again, at the end of the day, you know what extravagance is and, and you know what it's not. So, just do not go to the extravagant kind of you know side. So that is the first condition. The second condition is you have to pay your portion of charity of zakat. Uh, now we know that the mandatory zakat is two point five percent. So if you pay pay the two point five percent to uh, uh, you know the poor of the Muslims. Uh, off your savings. So if you have savings, and, and I remember we talked about this, but I'll, I'll repeat it again. So if you have, a, you know, a total of savings of, let's say, $100,000, and they basically, you have them in your savings account, um, uh, you have to pay 2.5% of, uh, of of those savings uh, in charity, in zakah, uh, after one year. So after one year passes on you having this as savings, then you have to pay 2.5% to the poor uh, of the Muslims. Uh, and uh, so that is the, you, you have to, this is a mandatory charity. Zakah is mandatory. However, you want a lot to bless your wealth, pay the voluntarily uh, you know, charity as well, which is the sadaqah. And sadaqah goes for Muslims and non-Muslims, by the way. Zakah has to be for Muslims, sadaqah does not have. So sadaqah is not mandatory. Sadaqah is the extra stuff beyond the 2.5%. The zakah is the mandatory 2.5%. And again, you can keep doing that and make it a habit. Uh, not Again, like I said, not mandatory, not obligatory, but you want a lot to bless your wealth, you, have to, you should do that, right? So uh, again, so pay your zakah, uh, watch out for extravagance and uh, do not show off. Uh, and uh, there are rules for zakat, by the way. I just don't like you know, karabuna, you have to like you know, pay money for the, the relatives who are you know, financially struggling. It's better than paying it to a complete stranger of the Muslims and, and so forth. Um, so yeah, so again, these two. Uh, 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 conditions are very important And like I said The third condition is Do not show off Don't show off uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Does not like This is actually in the Quran In the chapter of Luqman Allah is saying Do not show off Whether with, with money With position With family Do not show off Allah hates 
people who act like that. So it's that simple. Beyond that, you can live a very comfortable life. Do not feel, by the way, the Prophet told, told us that we should not feel, by the way, there was a lot of uh, uh, rich and wealthy companions, uh, not during the time of the Prophet after the death of the Prophet when the money started pouring in into you know, the Muslim uh, government and the Muslim, a lot of the companions became very wealthy. There is nothing wrong with that. So don't, don't misunderstand. Yes, there are examples, many examples in the Quran of you know uh, the poor prophets and 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 po- uh, prophets living in, in poverty, and we should be uh, very careful when we spend. That is hundred percent true. Don't go and buy something that's unnecessary that you won't need, but just yeah, I have the money, so I'm going to buy it. That is not the attitude of a Muslim. Now, what you need and what you don't need is 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 subjective, right? It's it's again, like I said, you can buy good stuff. Have furniture in the house There's nothing wrong with that You get it Don't feel bad That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Blessed you with wealth and money Even how It doesn't matter how little Or how You know How much uh, It is At the end of the day Allah blessed you with some money As long as you observe That you're not going The extravagant route You're not spending it On stuff that are really Useless And you're going to throw it And there is no benefit From these things You know Period uh, and as long as you do not overpay for everything, and and, and as long as also you, that you pay your zakah and you you if you wish you would pay your sadaqah as well, then you should be fine. There's nothing wrong with having wealth. There is nothing wrong with a Muslim who's living a comfortable life. You feel bad, pay more as charity. Do not pay all of your money as charity. You're not required to do so. You're not supposed to do so. Uh, but pay you, your enough share, the, the, the comfortable amount beyond. I'm saying the 2.5% is mandatory. You cannot pay less than this. But beyond that, if you want to pay more than that, if you feel bad about people who are living in, in poverty, Muslims around the world, or even non-Muslims, then you can pay sadaqah. You can pay extra sadaqah to them. And yeah, so it's it's really that simple. Don't feel bad. Um, Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of Muslims, and this is a good sign. You know, a lot of Muslims, the Prophet even predicted that, that a lot of Muslims will live uh, comfortably. There's nothing, it's not a sin, and you shouldn't feel bad about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you something, just use it wisely. And by the way, I'm just going to end it with this. Allah, one of the great things that you could do as a Muslim is that every time you spend money, even if it's you know on furniture, do it for the sake of Allah. Have the intention. Put the intention first that you're doing it for the sake of Allah. How? How buying? How you know? How is buying furniture is something that could be for the sake of Allah? Put in your head that you're buying furniture to either make yourself comfortable so you can worship Allah in a comfortable environment, or if you're doing it for your family, then you're doing it because you want to keep your family safe and comfortable. And at the end of the day, you're still doing it for the sake of Allah. You are trying to build, and and you're not like you're not fooling Allah. This is something that you could. Adjust. By the way, Muslims are allowed to adjust their intentions while doing the thing, before or while, not after, of course, but while you're doing the action. You could literally, you know, one of the greatest scholars, they, they said that you can literally have the intention of doing something for the sake of Allah and that apply, could literally apply on almost everything you do in life. Sleeping, you sleep so you can wake up and pray for the sake of Allah. You know, waking up, uh, having pets, of course, the pets that are allowed, like cats or whatever, you're feeding them for the sake of Allah. Uh, 
You're feeding your family for the sake of Allah. You're, uh, if you're a father, you're paying money and you're spending money on your family for the sake of Allah. If you're a mother and you're spending on your family for the sake of Allah, taking care of the children, taking care of your husband, and even though you're doing it out of love and all these things, but you still can put, inject the intention that you're doing it for the sake of Allah. And why do we do this? To get rewards out of simple actions. So when you spend money, Try as much to inject the idea of that you're doing it for the sake of Allah. And try to find a reason to adjust your mentality while doing it. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not trying to play games with Allah. Allah knows your intention. And we are allowed to do that as long as, you know, we adjust our intention. Not pretend, adjust our intentions. And again, spending money is fine. Living comfortably is fine as long as we follow or, or we observe the conditions and you know the rules when it comes to that. Emma, thank you so much for your question. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.